A couple weeks ago, I spoke uh, the Sunday after Easter, and we said there's three things that all of us need. We need, uh, we need gospel, and we need safety, and we need time. And those are, those are three things that all of us need. We need to hear the gospel, we need the safety to grow in the gospel, and that takes time. And that's a life story. And so this morning, um, I've asked uh, Ida, um, who's got a great German name that I'm going to mess up, so I just called her call her Ida O. Uh, she is going to share, and I'm going to interview her, and, and she's going to share her testimony about her, her life. And uh, as, as we do this, uh, we, we've never interviewed somebody this way, so we, we worked at it, so hopefully you'll get a flavor of her story. My hope is this, one, that you'll hear those three things, the gospel, safety, and time. And I also hope that it will encourage you to say, uh, to ask Ida more about her story and other people's stories. Um, Often you can come to church and you can just assume. And I would just encourage you to don't assume. Someone said that everyone you meet is carrying a hard burden, and that's true. And so often we come to church and we see everybody all looking nicely in their rows and smiling and talking, and we don't know what's, what's, what they've been through, uh, what God's brought them through, or where he's taking them and, and what he's doing. And some of you, I thought about this this, that, this this morning. Some of you have known each other for years. And what you see is the time part of each other's lives. Uh, but it's probably been a long time for some of you who are even very good friends who've asked in a while, hey, what's the God story of your life? How did you become a Christian? And what's God doing in your life now? We see each other's stories, but sometimes I think we forget to ask, hey, how do you view what God's doing in your life? So I would just encourage you uh, to do that, to ask your friends. Ask them how, if you haven't heard their conversion stories or ask them uh, what they've heard God do. But I just going to come up. I'm just going to interview her, and she's going to share uh, her story with us to the best of our ability. Right, Ida? <laughs> so I, Ida was, um, she was born, and she has a twin sister, and her mom gave her, her twin sister and her to her grandma because they, her mom couldn't afford them. She had two other brothers. And so Ida's lived with her grandma for about seven to eight years in New York. And then her and her sister were walking across the street one day, and they got hit by a car uh, and almost killed. And her mom heard about it and came and got them from New York and brought them back to Illinois. And so I'm going to have Ida just start there. I, so Ida, just share with us um, about your childhood. Well... We came, we came from New York at the age of eight, I would say, just about then. And I didn't know my mom, naturally. I, I, in fact, I think that even as a young child of seven, eight, uh, I don't think I met my mother until she came to pick me up. At least I can't remember that anyway. Uh, so Grandma was my mommy. And the eight years I had with her, we became very close. So when we went back to Illinois with my mother, my sister and I were pretty down in the dumps because we didn't really know a lot about her. So uh, my brothers and I, we ended up, I think about in third grade, when we uh, went to school there in Keeneville. I don't know if you guys know where Keeneville is, but it's up near Wheaton. It's about 10 miles from Wheaton. We went to school there. 
Sharon and I were behind because we have uh, attention deficit disorders, so the schooling was not really good for us because we really struggled pretty hard in school. And around third grade, fourth grade, there was a program uh, called, I'm trying to think of it, it's Pioneer Girls, if I remember right. It's a, sort of like Awanas, and uh, we got into that, and uh, the Gideons came along with their Bibles, and back then you, you could bring a Bible into school if you wanted to. Now there's no way you're going to do that. But anyway, uh, we practiced for verses, learning verses. And of course, because of our deficits, we had a little hard time with the verses. But we did get to go to camp. It was the first camp we ever went to. We were 12 years old, 13 in uh, third grade because we were behind. So I got to go to camp and... Uh, what was your relationship like with your mom? My mom, our relationship with mom wasn't too well. She uh, was a perfectionist. So everything had to be done pretty neat. And Sharon and I, because mom didn't really know us a lot, I think even when we got to her, she sort of made us <laughs> into her little uh, housekeepers, should I say. And, well, First Corinthians 13 yeah. would not be how you would describe no. your mom to you? I don't think so. Um, but anyway... Um, my grandma came to live with us around the age of 10, 11 years of age. And uh, we took her to the beach, and she ended up having a stroke. And uh, nobody really wanted to take care of her as far as my mother's sisters and stuff, so my mother got stuck with her. <laughs> well, that's at least what she's telling me anyway. <laughs> so Sharon and I had a little double duty, and it was not just cleaning up and peeling all the vegetables and getting supper ready before mom came home from work. But we had my grandmother as well to take care of because of the stroke. And Sharon and I, both of us, were out of school quite often. Back then, if you missed school, you missed it. There were no questions asked where we were, what we were doing, nothing. <laughs> so... Uh, didn't get a lot of schooling, uh, and uh, we went to eighth grade, and that was about it. But we were 16 by the time we got in eighth grade. So we were ready to go to work, and my sister and I went to a factory. There was a lot of, uh, you would say your childhood was pretty rough. There, yes. there was a lot of uh, physical abuse, Yes. emotional was. abuse, right, and sexual abuse. Yes, also that. As well. And that was kind of all under your mom's nose, and she well, didn't really it was, acknowledge it. It was, much. and it wasn't because she didn't find out until much later that we had the the problem with my, a brother of mine, and uh, so we ended up uh, sort of keeping it a secret for a while until she found out, and then of course the beatings came. But Sharon and I, because we were. Uh, where we were, and my mother was uh, so perfect in every way, according to her thoughts. Anyway, uh, we were quite—we were spanked quite a bit, and that was with a leather strap that had not—not not a twig, nothing. I mean, it wasn't. 
It was very deliberate. Mom wanted to make sure we were walking the straight line. So, uh, so there were... was no room for any problems in my mother's case. Yeah. So you grew up in that in about 16, 17, 18, 19. Share a little bit, kind of a rough family background, but share how you became a Christian. Share your conversion. Okay. At the age of about 18, I would say, uh, I moved from Keeneville to Wheaton and uh, didn't have really a place to stay. I think I spent a couple of nights on the bench <laughs> until I could find a place. But um, the lady at the church, that Mrs., her name was Mrs. Rexilius, and she sort of brought me to church and met a few Christians, I would say, and a missionary, which is, her name is uh, Kay Friedrichsen, and she was a missionary from the Philippines. And uh, she knew my mom and grandma, and I had no idea she did, but she did know them. I guess she came to visit them while we were in Keeneville, so, uh, but I didn't hear a lot about it. So anyway, I got to uh, Wheaton. I went to Wheaton Bible Church. Uh, around. You, you got invited out on a date, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did, I did date. Uh, I had a boyfriend named Harry. <laughs> I didn't care for him too much. In fact, I refused to go with him a couple of times because he was a little bit heavy on the heavy side. <laughs> so I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to handle that. But he went to school with me, too. I mean, he was in a class of mine. So uh, he decided he wanted to take me to... Uh, uh, I didn't know he was taking me even. Finally, after I said, okay, we'll go out, he took me to Keneyville Bible Church where I, I knew, because I, I, I went there for a while. And uh, Kay Friedrichsen was there, and she's a chalk artist. And uh, before the program even started, she, I came up on stage, and he, she says, aren't you one of the Burr children? And I said, yeah. And she says, you're right of me, aren't you? I know your grandmother and your mom. And I'm going, oh, <laughs> like that. And uh, she says, yeah. She says, uh, Ida, do you know the Lord is your savior? And I said, no. Uh, I didn't think I did. I, though even a lot of times I went up to this pulpit when we had church service when my mother would let us go. Generally, we didn't get to go unless we were good kids. So it was off and on to Sunday school or church. So anyway, uh, I uh, got to Kate Friedrichsen's Chalk Artist Program, and uh, she had a program, I think it was She, she Paul, talked to you on the stage, right? And she asked yeah. you if you were... She asked me if I was a Christian. What was your reaction about the fact that you might be a sinner? I'm not... <laughs> I told him my mother needed the Lord, not me. <laughs> I said, hey, you know what, you talk, you know, it was all my mother's fault the way I am or what I'm doing or what I'm saying. So, you know, because of the... And what did Kay Friedrichsen tell you to do? She said, oh, no, she says, uh, we don't want that. We, I, want you to, I want you to realize that uh, Jesus died for your sins. And uh, I said, what, I don't, I don't sin, you know. And she says, everybody is born with sin. 
We have a creation, we have a creator, but we also have the devil. So she talked about that, and she says, that's why we're sinners, Ida, is because we were born in sin. So whether you think you're good or bad or whatever you are, you need the Lord. So she, she sort of prompted me to get my mother out of my head. It wasn't all her fault that we do have, we were born with being naughty, you know, and we do things that we're not supposed to do. And I just couldn't believe that with uh, a mother that was trying to keep us on track with everything that I obeyed and did everything my mom told me to do. But uh, Kay Friedrichson says, no, Ida, we're, you know, we're born in sin, we need a savior. And with that savior, you're gonna be able to walk in his love, he's got a spirit for you, he's gonna give it to you, a new one, brand new spirit. So that when you are saved and you love the Lord, he will direct your path. He will show you where you need to go. And uh, so I received the Lord as my savior before the program ever started. And then Kay Friedrichson had the program, I believe it was called- Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, Pilgrim's Progress. And she showed it on the screen with her chalk artistry and at the very, sort of the end, I saw this boy walking up to a cross. And she had the boy with a backpack on him, like you were going camping. That's what I thought. <laughs> anyway, I didn't associate the backpack that meant the sin in our life. Sometimes we carry sin in our life and we carry it for way beyond what we need. When the Lord Jesus speaks to your heart and when he, and he holds you to it, he's not gonna run away from you. He's going to continue to work in your heart until you say yes to him. And that was one, that's a wonderful way that God works with us. He gives us a choice. We either take it or we leave it but his spirit will continue to work in your heart until you've received him. He wants you to be his, and that's where we, I stand today. I've been saved for 60 years, and I'll tell you, every moment of it has been great. And after you became a Christian, you were in Wheaton for a few years, and you met John, and yes. you got married, and then you had four children, four and then one of them was Julie, who we know, the yeah. others we don't know, and Julie yeah. uh, has Down syndrome. Yeah, she's the love of my life. <laughs> God is first, though. My husband's second, and Julie is one of my children, and I love her to pieces. And John became a Christian five years ago. Yes. So we had many years of, um, of that life, of raising kids, kind of without, um, kind of leading things on your own. So how important was having a church family and just a cute Christian community around you in those times with Julie and in, your, in, those times, in those seasons of your life? I think my best time for my Christian family was actually after I was saved and into uh, learning to love and walk with him 
Uh, people were there for me. I mean, the church people that loved me. I, I remember when I had Julie, uh, this lady, her name is Joan Forte. She now has Parkinson's. So we went to visit her last week. It was wonderful. I haven't seen her for like three years. So it was wonderful to be able to uh, what did be Joan with do? her. What did she do for you? Julie, uh, Julie had quite a few problems in school, okay? And uh, the behaviors and stuff were pretty rough for her. Uh, so she had a lot of training. I didn't know, really know how to handle Julie, but she loves me today and I love her. And uh, she's had a lot of workers. Hi, Julie. <laughs> she has a lot of workers today. She, uh, she's at uh, uh, an open door and uh, they take good care of her. And she's not at home with me anymore, but I do see her on the weekends. So I can uh, give her all the love I need to give her for the weekend anyway. <laughs> but uh, she's a lot better behaved today than she ever was. And that is due to the fact that God has given her the ability to learn, and he's given mothers. And I'm a mother to her, but... There's mothers over at Open Door as well. And those mothers give her love. They give her her attention. They love her. And, and there's, it's a hard road for bringing up children today. It's very hard, and especially in the society we live in. So uh, we, do need a, uh, we, we do need a God. We need a Jesus that died for our sins, went to the cross, he loved us so much that he sacrificed himself for us. And I just praise the Lord and thank the family that's been around me all these years. Different families, different churches. I've been to a few churches. But God has led all the way. And I have, uh, my mother is saved, but she went to heaven in 1958. And, uh, she, uh, no, when she was 58, she, she passed away in 77. Julie was born in 75. Two years later, my mom ended up with cancer and passed away. But she passed away six months knowing the Lord is her Savior. So it was a long, it was a long journey, I would say, for me. But God answers prayer. Just wait. You have to wait. You have to see what God wants in your life. You have to follow him through scripture, through going to church, through praying with others. So whatever we do today, you know, make sure God is number one in our lives. You, you had a struggle through all of it. Yes. Not even after a Christian. You, you, oh, you said, yeah. I'm going to read a quote from yeah. that you told me when we were, were going through this, yeah. and I wrote it down. This is what you said about your, your life, and then I'm going to ask you to, um, to pray and maybe share okay. one more. Uh, but this is what you said to me. I thought it was, I thought it was gold. Okay. But you said, you said, looking back over your life as a follower of Christ, the struggle and journey, you said it was filled with many tears. Yes. You said, I had a rough life because I was not paying, even after as a Christian, you said, I had a rough life because I was not paying attention to God. 
But God does not quit. You don't grow if you don't listen to what God is trying to tell you. The Christian life is like climbing up a ladder, one step at a time. My biggest problem has been the trust. Trusting God, that God was going to do it. At times, instead of going forward, I was going backward. And it would take a year for me to realize that, hey, how many times does God have to tell me this is the way you do it? And God will answer prayer. But if you're going to back away and not take that step of faith, God will not answer prayer. Figure it out. It's trust in God that matters. Faith. Absolutely. And uh, that's part of our growth in Christ. As we grow, we learn how to obey him and how to walk with him. And uh, that's our main our main thing is to pay attention and what, what would you say to a person what the word says sorry sorry yeah. what would you say to a person or a wife or mother or an individual going through a difficult time as you look at your life i would say wait upon the lord that is the hardest thing we have to do i think is is waiting for his answers we pray sometimes but sometimes we pray and we don't have that prayer is uh, going astray because uh, we're not praying with what maybe God wants us to pray about. So we need to just trust him for it uh, and especially have a church family where you can be around and you can learn from others and, uh, and uh, put, your, put your children first. As far as a mother goes, you want your child to grow up in a, a good atmosphere and in the, in the love of Christ. You want to teach them. I remember taking Julie and my daughter Marjorie. We used to go in the closet, and I would put the record player on, and it was uh, uh, the, the Bill Gaither, the Gaither uh, songs for children. And I would sing those with them. And we'd sing, Jesus Loves Me. And there'd be things that I could, uh, if I couldn't get them to church, I would do it at home and uh, work with them that way. Thanks, Ida. Would you pray for yes. just people, someone here today, or all of us just struggling in some way, and just pray mm-hmm. for us? Our dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for being Mother's Day. We pray, dear Lord, and thank you that uh, you have made mothers to be able to teach their children, to be uh, guardians for them, to be loving mothers uh, in every way. We pray, dear Lord, that these mothers would uh, realize that what you do with your children now will be what they are in the future. But God is the one that teaches us how to love our children through the word. And we need to stay in the word. So when you're having problems and you're doing things, dear Lord, uh, I mean, when we're having problems and we need to come before him and ask him what we need to do and seek out the best way so that these children of ours grow up to know the Lord at an early age. Uh, I didn't have that as at home. But God still worked through other people. The church, the family of God is there for us, to help us. And uh, a little Bible study doesn't hurt. A lot of prayer. We need a lot of prayer. 
So we just thank you, dear Lord, for the mothers here today. And that they're struggling, Lord, all I can say is we pray that they will come to you for the guidance that they need in raising the, their kids. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.